0: Hey, Pi Tribe, buckle up for a new episode of the Passive Income Examiner, the number one podcast for budding entrepreneurs and business owners looking to diversify their income with passive strategies. Welcome to Season 2, focused on building successful online businesses with evergreen marketing solutions. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland. Thanks for joining me. I'm here to talk about my homeschooling journey and how I build up my business or built my business while homeschooling and a little bit about my history of what I did, plus um, what has really worked for me and some things that didn't work for me. Okay. So basically one thing that really worked for me in the beginning was just setting my mind to it, which thankfully COVID helped, right? COVID came along and kiboshed school for a while. Um, I remember when that happened. I'm sure many of you do, especially those of you that, you know, were working. I was still working in my W-2 job, plus building my business, plus now trying to homeschool. Um, Man, that was incredibly intense. I was a fish out of water. I especially didn't feel like I could see the progress my kids were making if they even got their work done because I wasn't there every day to make sure they were doing it. So leaned heavily on those teachers. Um, But I knew then that homeschooling was something I really wanted to do. I really saw how my kids, they blossomed. They started leaning into each other. They became kinder. They became more, um, I don't know, our family unit changed. I'm curious if any of you guys have experienced that too while going through that, you know, with your kids being home. Did you notice anything like that? It was a really obvious shift for me. Now. It wasn't like I felt like, oh man, I could just jump into homeschooling right now. But then again, moving into the very next year, I was still working that W 2, but also I was recognizing that the schools were not going to just open up freely like they were. You know, we weren't going back to normal. We were going back to this semi normal where it was, you know, red, yellow, or green. And on green days, the kids would go, they might have alternating days or they might have no days. It was too confusing and I thought, man, I do not want to deal with this again. So, I decided to just take the kids out of school and do my own homeschooling now in that year, like I said, I was still doing my <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting over a bit of a cold. I was still doing my W2 job and building my business and now homeschooling. So, the way I organized my time that year was I would get up and go to work. The kids were home all day. Then I would come home and we would work on school for about an hour or an hour and a half, sometimes over dinner, but not always. We really kind of kept dinner to dinner. And then also if it came up on a weekend, we might do some stuff. Now, basically we kept it very short. It was one math assignment, one literature, you know, focus on literature, reading every day, obviously. Um, And And that, and maybe a little bit of history or science. My, um, my one son loved these history books. And so we would sit and read those as a bedtime story. So that kind of worked out actually really well. So, you know, there was, it wasn't perfect. And the whole year, I definitely felt this sense of like, oh, I should be doing more. What if I'm missing the mark? I hadn't sat down and taken the time to evaluate the curriculum. Well, actually that's not true. I had, and it was so overwhelming that I felt completely lost. Even with having people in my corner who were teachers, I was feeling like a fish out of water. I was completely overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't think I could actually write a curriculum based on these. I'm not sure where to start. I'm not sure what I'm doing. So then I decided um, once we got through that year and I was like, at this point determined, I'm not sending my kids back to school. I'm not. I love them being home. That those two years between COVID and that first year of trying just kind of on my own, um, even though it wasn't perfect, it was better than I think it would have been for me. It was perfect. It gave me that hope. It gave me that, I guess, solidify- solidification within myself, knowing that this is what I want to do. So the next thing that I did was I thought, I don't want to mess with curriculum. I feel like my kids are getting shortchanged. So I found an online school called Gem Prep Online, which it's a charter school. Its focus is college career paths, you know, and really building up students for academia. And both of my boys want to go to college. So I thought, well, this is perfect because they're, they guarantee that your child will get to, will graduate with two years of college already under their belt. And many also have scholarships already lined up for colleges. And I thought this is perfect. Now, rem- now, mind you, I guess I didn't tell you, but I have four kids. My oldest had really struggled with homeschooling. He was in middle school. There was a lot of pressure on him. To, he went from, you know, basically not having any responsibility in his education to having all the responsibility in his education. And obviously he had responsibility being in school, but I mean, when he was in school, he had those teachers watching him and all that jazz. Whereas once he went home, it was all on his plate because at the time, remember I was working. So he had to be responsible to get in there and get his work done. Our internet was ridiculously slow. So I had the hardest time checking his work. It was so tedious. Their system at the school was awful. Anyway, the point being is, He came to me very maturely and said, mom, I really thought I could do this homeschooling, but I think it would be better if I went back to school. I think I would learn better. And I miss my friends. And he's a very social person. He loves band. He's in extracurricular activities. So I said, you know what, that's fine. Because at the time, remember, I was still feeling overwhelmed with the elementary students. Thinking, how am I going to manage this curriculum? There was no way I could imagine doing middle school at that time. It just felt overwhelming. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to come on here and talk about this. Because I know there are so many people out there going through something very similar or have already gone through it. And you want to homeschool, but you're at that beginning where you're just not sure what's the next step. And so that's why I wanted to share with you this messy, (laughs) messy journey that I've been on um, because ultimately my goal is to show you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You can do it when you set your mind to it. And there are um, accommodations that you can make and still have success. Okay, so fast forward back to the beginning of this school year. I was still working in my W-2 over the summer and I approached my boss and said, look, I'm going to homeschool my kids and I need to restructure my time here. Now, I knew that might potentially put me in a position of losing my job. And ultimately, it did. Um, They were not really willing to work with me and have me there part time. They felt they needed somebody there full time, which I understood completely. It was a massive leap of faith to walk in there. I love this job, by the way. This wasn't, there was nothing wrong with the job. It was just simply my devotion to my kids was what you know calling me so much more than this and i wanted to work my business i'd already been hustling in the sidelines it was already coming to fruition so the first thing i did when i made this pact actually it was in oh my goodness maybe may or june i hired a business strategist i said look i know i'm gonna be leaving my job or potentially i know i'm gonna be moving into homeschooling my kids I need to go from point A to point B like that, right? I don't have time for this, to wait and wait and wait. And she's been amazing, by the way. Her, I'm going to tag her. Her name is Naz Echeverria. If you ever want a business coach who will blow, you, blow up your business, help you define your business, she's amazing. I cannot say enough good things about her. Um, truly one of my favorite mentors that I have learned from in the business. So... That is who I strongly encourage you to check out. All right. Side, side note. <laughs> Back to what I'm talking about here. And also, by the way, if you're watching this on Facebook, please drop some comments and tell me, like, I want to hear from you what your experiences are. I'm more than happy to pop in and answer any questions that you have about this journey or anything I might be leaving out. And also, if you have any or need any help, you know, by all means, I didn't do this alone and you don't have to do it alone either. So Nas was the first person that I hired on my team, right? Right. And uh, I told her that August 16th was my Q day. It was my quick day. Like that's when school was going to start. And then I went, uh, you know, obviously with reasonable timing and let my bosses know that I had a month before I needed to make this transition. And so they found somebody. And uh, anyway, so that worked out and I worked, I started to work my business. And in the beginning, let me tell you, this was extremely a lot to do at one time. I don't know if overwhelming wasn't quite the right word, it was just intense, that would be the right word. Because the school was so intense, it was a massive learning curve for me and for my kids. Um, we went from, like I said, we're schooling one to two hours a day to now schooling from eight in the morning until 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And then we have Fridays as a makeup day. And then Friday, sometimes we were doing catch up from, you know, eight in the morning until three or four or five at night. Part of it that, let me just get real for just a minute. Part of the struggle wasn't, had had nothing to do with the school or their curriculum. Part of the struggle was simply my kids getting adjusted to this routine. I want you to know that anytime you try something new, please expect your kids to take at least 90 days to get on board. It will take that long. The first 30 days is going to feel like utter chaos. And it did (laughs) the second 30 days. You're going to feel like, okay, now I've got some things. But one thing that I did, actually, there was two really significant things. One was I talked to my friend who also was our um, nanny and who had experience in a Montessori school. She is so gifted at working with children and creating order. Her name is Alyssa. And by the way, she offers homeschool coaching. So if, you know, that's something you want, she really, really helped me organize and manage going, you know, managing the jungle, (laughs) all three of them needing me at the same time. And I needed to answer questions. I had to respond to the school. I had to be there to teach the lessons, make sure this one's on the live lesson. It was a constant, like intense, like intense is the best way I can explain it. And because it was intense, I was short tempered, right? I was. I would do good Mondays and Tuesdays. And by like Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'm starting to get more irritable. Um, the kids were getting frustrated. We had a lot of days and tears. I mean, I'm just being raw with you guys because, you know, you should know that it isn't all just roses. Like when you make these changes, sometimes it is rocky and gritty and uncomfortable. And this was that for me. And then luckily Alyssa decided to move up here to Idaho and stay with us for a short while. And when she did, this is when magic really happened. And I truly saw her gifts. She, okay. There was one particular day I needed to network and I was going to go down to Sandpoint and network my business. And I asked her if she would please run my homeschool for that one day. Friends, let me tell you something. When I came back School was done. Chores were done. Everybody was calm. It was like Mary Poppins showed up and just waved her magic umbrella and everything was fixed. (laughs) She put together a, um, a chart, you know, like an, like a behavioral chart. So the kids were, it was very simple. If you don't get this done, you're going to get moved down. Whereas I was like, come on, please get this done. Come on, look how much time it is. We've got to get this done. You know, like motivating them, trying to motivate them and then turning into forcing them to try to get things done. And one of my kids, he's a dreamer and a lollygagger. And he would take forever to do his assignments. She got him on a routine. He was like, he would wake up early. He would go down, he would read. He would have like some of these things done. She, he was navigating the system on his own. I'm telling you, she literally was what saved my homeschool that year. I cannot say enough good things about her. Um, I will definitely link her in the comments on the podcast. By all means, if you are in the position of starting to homeschool, now, if you're listening to this, it's kind of close to the end of the year in 2022. If you're listening to this at any given time or you're feeling frustrated with your homeschool for any reason, (laughs) please reach out to her. She is amazing. Okay. Another bunny trail. Like I said, I didn't do this alone. So she was my second person. The third thing that we did um, in that homeschool experience was then we assigned um, designated times and I continually had to reset expectations. You know, for me as a type A type of a person, I set an expectation and I just go. I do not like to repeat myself. I do not like to have to say the same thing multiple times. My kids know this, but also one thing I had to learn was humbling, right? I had to learn that kids are different. They're going to do whatever feels good to them. So they're not going to push themselves. Like I push myself. So it really taught me to slow down and remember, remember to reset expectations. Guys, remember mommy still has a business to run. So we have to be done by two o'clock because then I was working my business from two to six. OK, so that was when it was mommy's business time and everybody had to have school done so that I could get on with my school or my business rather. And then, of course, I was still maybe working on the weekends or not, but this was working once Alyssa came in and she really helped the kids get on board with this. They were in there they be able to turn work in without me. They were able to check their work. They were able to log into their classes without me having to check in all the time. I could work more with my kindergartner, which was obviously a beautiful experience. It was really, I loved this. This is all why I wanted to homeschool, right? There were so many good things that began to happen between us at this time that that if I don't, I really feel like if Alyssa hadn't come in and helped me, it would have just ended in, I would have stuck with it the entire year and it would have probably not gone as well. I don't think the kids would have had a love of learning and they would not have enjoyed homeschooling. In fact, they were not enjoying homeschooling. So at Thanksgiving, Now, Oh, Alyssa ended up leaving in around, um, before Thanksgiving. So it was around October in November, we were going to go to Arizona and the school was taking a break over Thanksgiving. I was very nervous about this because we were going to be driving. So we left on, I think it was like Friday the 19th and we were going to come back on the 29th. We had car trouble. We had all kinds of things going on. And I brought the kids to school stuff, but they never did it. And they were already behind a little bit, which I had explained to the teachers, you know, that we were traveling and all that. And we had that grace period to get it done. And I had zero motivation. In fact, the entire road trip, I was like really deliberating in my mind and in my heart about how I wanted to take this um, homeschool situation in the next, you know, rest of the year. Okay. So why was I doing that? Because First of all, my kinder- this school, now it became about the curriculum. It was so intense. Um, it was intense even for kindergartners. My daughter was sometimes looking at her computer just like, am I done yet? <laughs> Eyes wide open. Am I done yet? Mommy, why do I have to keep doing this? It was so boring. You know, they would have these little programs where she would have to click click the sound that says wah or whatever, and she'd click it. Click the sound that says, "la." it was just this repetitiveness. It was driving her nuts. It was driving me nuts watching this. Um, you know, yes, she was learning. Yes, she had already mastered the alphabet. Yes, she knew her letter sounds. Yes, she was starting to read. I mean, there was a lot of awesomeness going on. But there was also this intense sit at its computer and study, 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 because the teachers wanted 15 minutes in this class and 15 minutes in this one. And, you know, this program needs to be done this way. And every day she has to do this one. So it was program driven and test driven. My two older kids that were in this program were, it was like with one for sixth grade science, he would learn a lesson and then test on it and then learn a lesson and test on it. He had two tests a week. Sometimes three in just science, <laughs> it was so test oriented I was really decide- pondering like are they actually learning anything here, or are they just um I had, hold uh, is this all about the tests? is this all about that? So I decided to um give myself permission to really ask myself, what is in their best interest? but I held onto to this like notion that you know, you have to work hard to achieve anything. And I do believe in that, but is this the kind of hard work that I want for my kids where they're sitting at a desk or in a chair behind a computer? They're not going outside and playing. We're not getting like learning tactually. It's all visual and auditory through learning, you know, through the computer. So it was really deciding like all of these things. Now at this time, many things happened. It was interesting because while I was already contemplating this, many things came up for me. One was I met another friend. Okay. It was like, God just kind of pops people in my life. And she, and we just, we just hit it off. And she was a realtor. She was homeschooling her kids. She's amazing. I mentioned her in a previous episode and her name's Cody. And she was like, yeah, I said, well, actually I said, how are you a realtor and you homeschool your kids? I need to know. And actually, by the way, I have two friends that homeschool their kids and are realtors. And I just think they're amazing. But she said that she does um, schooling only Tuesday through Thursday. And then Monday and Fridays, she focuses on her business and the weekends. And I'm like, oh, that's clever. I never thought about that before. And so that got me thinking. And then the next thing I did is in Arizona with my sister, I was telling her everything I just told you about my concerns about the tests and all of the rigor that was involved. And she said, you know, Lindsay, if you homeschooled your kids, they would get a hundred percent on everything. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, well, because you wouldn't move on to the next lesson unless they already got it. And they were a hundred percent understanding. I was like, you're kidding. Duh. That is so great. So I decided to then, um, really lean into that. And then here's the real awesome part. She gave me a book and, um, maybe I'll put it in the comments cause I don't remember the name of it, but what's neat about it is it has all of the, um, metrics that each kid needs to hit by course so like for math at 6th grade for english at 6th grade on a global basis now Idaho where i live is very um it's one of the most homeschool friendly states in the country there is very little requirements for turning in papers and assignments and keeping records and all that stuff however it's important to keep records for college right so it's just easier because most curriculums that are general like this work for Idaho. And I was really excited to see this book because anytime I feel stuck on what my kids need to know, I can just go through here and look at the list and go teach that, right? That's great. But here's the other cool thing coming back from Arizona. I remembered that what I really wanted was my kids to learn and we were supposed to have fun. We were supposed to travel. We were supposed to experience new things. And one of the things that we experienced while we were in Arizona was we went to Tombstone and we got to experience firsthand the Wild West, which we'd been there before, my husband and I, but the kids were really little. So this time they were older. And my gosh, they were just totally into it. I thought, man, this is how I want them to learn. We went through the museums, they got to see stuff. They got to walk through the town. And, you know, we we just really got a real experience of the history and it was really awesome. And that's when I thought, yep, this is what I want. I want to do this with my kids. I want to go on vacations that are also educational and I want them to be able to learn naturally. And then the coolest thing happened. We had stopped at a truck stop to get gas and there was a magazine article, a magazine in there. And on the cover, it said, um, it was about World War II and like they had interviewed a veteran. My son chose to pick it up bring it to the car. And he said, I'm going to learn about World War II. I'm going to read this article. And I'm like, yes, he is interested in learning. Like I haven't killed their enthusiasm and their zest for learning by forcing all this hard curriculum down their throats. But that's when I was done. I sent an email to the school and I said, look, we're withdrawing. Nothing wrong with your curriculum. I knew it was rigorous to begin with. Um, it's just, It's just not for me. I want my kids to learn tactually. I want to learn experientially. And another thing that happened while I was there, my sister taught me about unit studies. And this, my friends, is what really made a big difference for us is I told my kids, I said, guys, we're going to start to learn by doing unit studies. And let me tell you what this means. We're still going to have reading and we're still going to have math, but <clears throat> we're going to learn and incorporate learning into learning by discovering topics. So I had them make a list of things that they wanted to learn about. And then I made my own list just in case they didn't come through with anything. But one of the first things they wanted to learn about was construction of all things. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. you know, this is, there's a lot of, to, to, that goes into this, like the history of construction, architecture, the history of um, cultures and how it plays a role in how buildings are designed. We also got to learn a lot about uh, math, right? Putting together bids. So it just was awesomely helpful that I had worked at a construction company. I had access to actual floor plans that we could use to practice dis- you know, discovering area and thinking in a three-dimensional, like how tall are these walls? How would we come up with the square footage of the floor to determine how much material we need? You know, all of those things was Just fit right in. It was beautiful. I'm like, this is so much more fun. And it was fun for me. And on top of that, all my kids could learn the same thing at the same time. So the structure instantly came together. So we read a novel together each morning. This is how we're doing it now. Right now, we're reading Charlotte's Web and we take turns reading. And then I have a little curriculum from a a website called bravewriter.com, where for 15 bucks, she gives you a curriculum that uses this book to teach you how to. Um, work the, uh, to lean into this, I guess, book and then uh, use it to teach grammar, to teach writing, to teach um, English, right, literature, all that jazz. And then we do math each day through another book. But then we also went to the library and got books on architecture and buildings. So it has been an incredible journey. I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it. My kids and I have so much more fun. We have a better relationship. My kids have a better relationship with each other. So many good things have come from this. I encourage you to take that leap. Like I said, drop a comment, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, don't be afraid to email me. My email is the passive income examiner at gmail.com. I know this wasn't really a specific mindset episode for Monday, but I just have really been feeling called to talk about this and um, empower any of you who've been thinking that maybe this is something you want to do with your kids. All right, my friends, until next time. Bye for now. If you like mommy's so, leave a review. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener. I am truly grateful for you. And if this podcast has inspired you in any way, head over to iTunes and leave a written review. I would appreciate it so much. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for helping to spread the word by sharing this show with your friends.